Welcome to the Living Through Heart podcast. I'm Donna Joy Asher and I'm an analytical hypnotherapist, a psychotherapist, a spiritual healer, a magnetic mind coach and a multi-award winning best-selling author. I believe that everybody is capable of creating whatever they want if they can just get out of the beliefs and stories in their head. This podcast is an audio blog of my thoughts as I go on a journey to heal my soul, surrender into my feminine power and to live from the present moment in heart. I hope you find it amusing, interesting, thought-provoking, touching, raw and inspiring. Hello, it's Donna Joy Usher from Living Through Heart Podcast. I want to welcome you to this 53rd episode. I'm here in beautiful Bali. I'm staying at this amazing villa with um, Rochelle Weir and seven other, actually six other beautiful women. And we are doing the Unlimited Creative Retreat. And we went through a really interesting process this morning that I wanted to just talk you through. Because uh, it's something you can do with other people. It's something you can take yourself through. And basically, it's looking at the difference of the structure that you're in when you're living in your end result versus when you're living in your egoic agenda. So what do I mean by that? <laughs> well, we all have end results that we want to create in our life, like what we want our life to look like, what is our purpose, what do we want to like create in this world. And some people, it, it is like, you know, grand. I want to, for instance, with me, what's coming into with sharpening clarity is you know, wanting to help um, women embrace, well, recognize first, identify and embrace and step into their feminine power. Uh, and so that's becoming my purpose that I'm working on. And what I did in this process was I stepped into the end result of living that purpose, being that purpose, having, having being in that end result of having created that and, and been doing that. And then from there, I stepped into the end result or into the current reality or into a reality that I'm in when I'm not working towards that. So when I was in the end result of being in creating, um, creating what I wanted to do, which is like empowering women, I was in a, in a result of, uh, where I was living my true nature and purpose, where I was, you know, living a life I loved, right? But really how I was being, how I was behaving. And this is what it's all about. It's like, how do we behave when we're living in our end result and holding the space and the energy for our end result versus how do we behave when we're not? Because thoughts and beliefs create actions, right? Actions, inactions or reactions. And they're really what we could call behaviors when they become patterns, they're behaviors. And some people live out their whole life in dissociation and distraction patterns and behaviors, not even able to recognize that maybe there is more to life than the life that they're living and maybe that's just the the journey for this lifetime and other people live out a life an unfulfilled life where they want more but they just don't go for it and they they remain stuck in this egoic agenda so the egoic agenda is basically the beliefs and the structure and the behaviors that result from those beliefs that create uh, us being stuck or struggling or oscillating or not going for what we want and there can be the distraction techniques that maybe um, help take away the pain. There can be, you know, prioritizing the wrong things, never having time to get to what we need to do. There can be, um, you know, hanging out with like other people who are, are making it okay to not be going for what we want to go for um, versus like doing what we need to do to have it. So let me talk you through my process. So when I stepped into my end result where I was this woman who was doing this, and you know you don't have to have 
to create the end result, you have to be in the end result. You don't have to be at the end result, right? But you have to need to be in the energy of the identity of that end result and doing what this person would be doing at the end result, doing that now to actually have it, right? It's like we know that when we, um, to lose weight, that we don't just wait till we're skinny to start eating well and exercising. We know that we have to eat well and exercise to lose weight, to get that body, to, to get to where we want to go. And the same is with our purpose in our life. To have what we want in our life, to create what we want to in our life, we have to be taking the actions now to have it. And the problem comes when we haven't already created it and there's like a feeling of fraud or an unworthiness. Um, it's stopping us from taking that action. But when we can step into the end result and feel the feeling of having it now, then we can start to take the action that we need to to have it. And we can feel safe within that. Our identity can feel safe within it. So when I stepped into the end result, I was empowered, I was passionate, I was on purpose, um, I wasn't procrastinating, I was um, really had very strong boundaries around my time and my energy. Um, I was leading from the front, I wasn't trying to help people do it, I was just being a, a vibration of what's possible and being a message and then teaching what needed to be taught for people to do it themselves, but I wasn't trying to carry people. Um, I did what needed to be done. I was able to make decisions and just act on them. I didn't care about what people thought. I was more in love with what I was doing and, and who I was helping than what people who didn't believe with me would say about me. So you, you sort of start to get the feeling right now, this person, this person who is in that, the actions that I can take from that space are going to enable me to sit down and go, right, what do I need to do? Okay, well, I need to work out um, a workshop. And then I need to, for that, I need to create a landing page. And then for that, I need, and then once I've got the landing page, I need to start promoting it. And then I need to actually turn up and do the workshop. Uh, and, you know, these are the actions that I need to take to do it. And, in, and if I'm in the energy of the end result of the person who has already done it, then I can take those actions with ease. Now compare that to if I'm stuck in uh, in a current reality of egoic agenda where I'm stuck in my woundings of not being worthy, not being lovable, having to be perfect before I can start, worried about fraud complex, you know, all the things that were my issues that I've, um, you know, still working through, but worked through a lot of. And instead of being able to take the action, I would decide that uh, everything has to be perfect before I can launch, right? And one of the things I, I laugh about, and maybe you've noticed this, maybe you haven't, is that at the moment I'm filming this, which I think is the 27th of November. What day is it? I'm not sure. I think it's Monday. I can't tell anymore. Um, and it's 2023, right? I am driving people in my outro of my podcast to one website that hasn't been updated and still shows that I'm a marketing coach as opposed to a feminine empowerment coach and a, he a healer, right? Uh, doesn't even talk about my spiritual healing. It doesn't even talk about my um, analytical hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. It doesn't even talk about the fact that I'm starting to be a tantric practitioner training. It talks about, you know, um, learning how to, to market yourself online, which is not what I do. And the other website that I drive people to doesn't even exist yet. I own the domain and I think there's a cookies banner on it and nothing else. Once upon a time, that would have freaked me the fuck out. I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. It would have had to be all perfect before I even launched my first podcast. And I'm allowing myself to hold that because I know I'll get around to it, but I'm also allowing myself to be comfortable with not having to be perfect. So once upon a time, I would have had to have everything perfect before I could start. 
everything would have to be done. And by the time I actually got to the point of starting, I'd be exhausted from um, putting it together and then disillusioned when nobody wanted it because nobody even knows who I am. I'm not out there talking about stuff. I'm not out there getting my message out to the world. I don't have my voice sorted out. I don't have any sort of following at all. And then I want to launch like, you know, feminine empowerment workshops. So instead, I would get into procrastination. Uh, and I used to uh, try and encourage people to come on board, but then I would do the work for them or I would take them or I would drag them along and then I would get exhausted and then I would get resentful and then I would, oh, what's the point? No one wants this anyway. So when I'm in my egoic agenda, I'm running around trying to get people to see how amazing I am rather than just being amazing, right? <laughs> I'm running around like trying to prove my worth and I'm... I'm not in my integrity of who I really am. And I'm not showing up in my own feminine power and my own goddess and my own highest level of what is possible for me and showing up as an example of what can what you can have, right? And anybody can do this stuff. People, you know, people look at people who are successful and say that they're lucky. They're not lucky. They did the fucking hard work. You know, I can remember someone telling me once, a dental nurse actually told me once I was lucky for being a dentist. And I just like looked at her and I was like, um, was it luck that had me studying like every night of school uh, and like working really, really hard so I could get good grades so I could go to uni? Was it luck that saw me do five years of uni, like really long, hard five years, having a nervous breakdown halfway through and still going on? Was that luck? No, that was hard work. That was me having a vision and a dream and doing what needed to be done to get there. So a lot of people go through life thinking that other people are lucky, when in reality, those people have been in the energy of the end result and taking the action that they needed to do to have what it was that they wanted, to create what it was that they wanted in their life. Instead of the people who look around and think that other people are lucky and are stuck in their egoic agenda, are stuck in their, I can't have it. They've just got it because of their mother or their father or generational wealth or whatever it is, right? There's a lot of assumptions that are made about people without actually even knowing a fact. And I've hung out with people like this before and I've been stunned when they would make a comment about somebody that they've never met. It was obviously based from discomfort that was created. I mean, maybe you could call it jealousy or maybe you could call it discomfort in their being of being shown a reflection of what they really are or of them not going for their dreams. Because when somebody shows up in their power, when somebody shows up who is taking action on their dreams, who is decisive, who is in their, got boundaries around themselves, who is able to say yes and no and mean it, then that person will make other people feel really uncomfortable with themselves. Because when they look at them, they see everything that they're not. And rather than acknowledge that, rather than observe that, rather than see that as true, and then go, fuck, how, what am I going to do about this? They instead will throw stones at the other person and they will come up with all sorts of stories in their head. And to them, they will be true because they've made their, their ego is now gone into attack mode to defend the place from which they're living their life. So what did I get out of the process this morning? Well, I got out of it quite a few things. One, um, uh, you know, I did it. I, I worked with a lovely lady called Fiona, and we worked on her. She worked on me first, and then we worked with her. So basically, it was intuition. And then once you you step from the the end result into the egoic agenda, and you look at all of your behaviours that you do rather 
then do what you need to do then in your own result. Then you make a list of basically things, behaviors that you're in so that you can start to see the pattern and start to catch yourself within it. And you can start to go, oh my God, I'm judging people and I'm big noting myself. Ah, shit, I'm in my egoic agenda. I'm not in the end result, the end of the end result. Or, oh my God, I'm procrastinating. I just spent a whole day doing shit that didn't need to get done or working on other people's stuff that I didn't have to do right now when actually this thing for me needed to be done right now. Crap, I'm not in the end result. I'm in egoic agenda, I'm procrastinating. I'm feeling not worthy, I'm feeling not good enough. Uh, and so when you go through this process and you're able to actually flesh out your behaviors, your actions that come from these thoughts and these beliefs that are there when you're stuck in your egoic agenda, then you can start to actually map out that behavior and become more aware of it, catch it earlier. Now, what I realized was that I have come, come to a place where I've worked through a lot of egoic agenda. It's still there. I still observe myself within it. I still catch myself within it. And sometimes I actually let myself be in it to study the impact of it on me. So sometimes I'll observe in myself a desire to drop something into conversation about myself to make myself look good. And then at the same time that I'm observing myself wanting to do that, and like observing why I want to do that. What is it that I'm trying to get out of this by putting this thing into conversation? That Sure, it's true. It's true about me, but it doesn't need to be in this sentence. It doesn't need to be in this paragraph. It doesn't need to be in this conversation. This person does not need to know that about me. But if they know that about me, then they're going to think that I'm better or good or impressive or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that I'm trying to get out of it. So sometimes I'll observe the desire come up in myself to actually do it. And I will... I will go into the why and then I will allow myself to do it anyway just to watch the impact on myself and how I feel afterwards. And in fact, this morning I was messaging um, a new friend and I was talking about a process I went through yesterday afternoon that had me in quite a bit of discomfort last night and I was ferreting it out. And basically it's been my, my latest lack of clarity about what I do want to create. And I mean, it's there, I know it, right? But it's all this fogginess and... I've been putting it down to the fact that I'm finally in this place where I know who I am and do I really want that? But in reality, I was still acting from the fear of the past, of what I created in the past and the trap that it was always created on how hard I always worked. And now that I'm actually allowing myself some fun and some freedom, I'm scared of getting trapped like that again. I'm scared of making myself work like that again. And so instead of focusing on this new goal with helping women with feminine empowerment and, and probably couples therapy as well, right? Teaching couples how to have good communication and to have a beautiful relationship. Instead of concentrating on that, uh, I'm allowing myself to be confused about what I want and do I really want it. So I had gone in down a rabbit hole with that last night, was sitting within that and realizing too that within that there was this pain from having been carrying people with me in the past uh, and I, I went back and found a memory in early primary school where I had actually allowed, because I didn't have many friends, and I had allowed um, a friend to cheat off me in an exam, um, maybe grade three, and I didn't want to do it. It was her suggestion. I didn't want to do it. I was scared of getting caught. I felt shame surrounding it. it was, I knew even then it was out of alignment and integrity, but I allowed it to happen because I didn't want to lose the friendship. And that was the beginning of me consciously choosing to allow people to have a ride with me, a free ride with me. And in fact, me to sell a story to them, to sell like something amazing to them and then get them on board with it. But then when they don't want to take the action to have it, I do all the work. 
And this morning I was leaving a message for this friend, sort of talking through this process I'd been through. And then when I got to the end, I just deleted it because I could see that I was still in it because within me talking about it, there was still all this story and all this blame that was going on and me still being in victim. And I had to come through that to get to the point of realizing 100% responsibility. All these times I've chosen to take people with me, I chose to take them with me. I sold them the story. And then when they didn't want to do the work, I stepped in and did it. Rather than calling them on it, rather than saying, hey, this isn't working for me, I took them with me. And I had to become 100% responsible for that decision and that choice before I could move on. Because that was like part of the pain and the fear that was blocking me was the exhaustion from doing that and the fear that I was going to do it again. But by taking 100% responsibility for it and seeing that I had created that, I'm able to choose not to do it in the future and to become observant of it. And it is one of my patterns, right? Because I'm scared of doing it alone. So then I, I try to take people with me. And definitely it's more fun when you're working with people that you love and, and people that you can have fun with. But I don't need to let not doing that stop me. And in fact, if what I hold in the end result is having this amazing business where I'm empowering women and doing it with like-minded women who I love and who are so much fun, then that's what I'll create. The vibration of that going out is what's going to bring it back. So what I have gotten out of this is the removal of the confusion and the clarity about what I want to create in the crystallizing form of knowing that, yeah, I have come to a point where I'm not doing things for the wrong reason anymore. I'm not doing things to validate or show how good I am or to be lovable or to make my dad proud or to prove you know, to the world that I am worthy. I'm not doing that anymore. But now I can move forward and create something amazing from a space of it just being my true nature and purpose and what I'm here to do. And everything that I've done along the way, every step that I've taken, even if they look like wrong steps, are all absolutely necessary to get me to where I am now, for me to be who I am now, so that I can move forward from this place and create what it is that I want to do. So, by looking at what we want to create, being truly like, you know, there's um, meditations, and I'll probably create one of these for people. There's a meditation we call the Land of Plenty, uh, and this is in the, the Conscious Creator world, and basically allowing you to dream big, because some people can't even dream about what they want. They can't allow themselves and I was a little bit like that when I left my uh, when I left my husband. Uh, it wasn't so much that I didn't have a dream of what I wanted, but I didn't know what I as a person wanted or needed because I've been so busy and so preoccupied with trying to make myself so needed that I was indispensable so that I'd be loved, that I'd never actually stopped to think about what my needs and wants were or to even visualize that I was allowed to have my needs and wants met. So to be able to dream big for what you want and then stay in the end result of that creation and to feel how that is, to feel the energy of what that's like, to observe the actions that are taken from that place, the behaviors that are there, the patterns that are there because of the thought process, the beliefs that are there. And then to contrast that with the now, where am I now? Or where am I? And it's not even so much a now, because even when we're on the road to the creation, we often drop out of it. We often go into procrastination or we have a bad day or maybe we wake up tired or we go into some sort of um, mode where for a day maybe we slip out of it. So it, it's not even, I mean, we are already whole, right? We're already perfect. So it's really the identity of who we are in each moment and 
whether or not we're playing out our woundings and defending them and behaving and acting from that place, or whether or not we're working from the higher purpose and from the end result and the energy of the person who is doing it. So, when you go into the egoic agenda, you stay stuck, you stay struggling, you stay isolating, you blame other people, you resent other people, you're angry, you're frustrated, you feel unfulfilled. When you move into the end result, you've got the freedom, you've got the life the way you want it, you've got you know, the ability to create whatever it is that you want to create. You can choose it. You hold that vibrational energy and then you take the action. And that's the part that a lot of people miss when they're manifesting. They just think that they sit there on a mountain, they hold the energy of this, like manifesting what it is, that it will come to them. And true, you can draw things to you, but you also have to take actions to make things happen. And, and that's the difference between being a conscious creator and just expecting things to just purely manifest without you actually having to take action. I think when you move into that energy of manifestation and taking action and holding that end result and consciously creating, you do start to manifest something. Things much more quickly, they'll come to you, much more easily they'll come to you. And sometimes things just come to you without you having to even take an action, this is true. But not everything. The other thing that I learned from this process, which is interesting, actually the last two days when we were looking at our true nature and purposes, is that we all tie up, we tie up money with our purpose, our business. Like if you're trying to create a business, right? If you're trying to create some sort of volunteer or some sort of um, um, service that you're doing for the world where it's free, right? Then maybe not. But if you're trying to create a business, like a coaching business or something that you're doing for people, we link that and money together and abundance together but the two are actually different and we should be holding our our true choice around money separately to our true choice around what it is that we're trying to create whether it's the life I live um, being the predominant creator of our own life living our true nature and purpose and then we have like you know over here um, we can have like abundance as a separate thing and that was a big eye-opener for me because there was always so much pressure on me within this creation to be the six figure or to be the seven figure and I'm like well do I actually want to be that do I actually want a business that big and I don't know I honestly don't know about that and that is something I don't need to know what I need to know now is that I, I want to start creating things for women to give them to help them with their empowerment and that's what I need to start to do and each step of the way if I'm in my truth I can analyze well would that be for my highest like benefit would going for that goal, would that be what I actually really want or would I be doing it for some sort of egoic agenda to prove something? And there's a lot of people out there that are just trying to create a six-figure business to prove something. Like I was, right? Up to this point, it was all about proving how good I was. It was all about, you know, giving up being a dentist. And then I had to prove like, you know, but oh, look, it's okay to give that up because I've created this other amazing six-figure or seven-figure business over here and look how amazing I am. When in reality... It's not what I actually wanted or needed. I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was doing it for the validation and, you know, for who I thought I would be if I did that. Right, I think I've made quite a few points there. <laughs> so work out what you want, dream big, hold yourself in the end result, and then look at yourself for when you're not taking the actions that you need, when you're stuck in your egoic woundings. Remember that abundance and whatever you want to create in life are not inexplicably linked. They are two separate things. Maybe abundance will come from it. Maybe it won't. 
you know but if you're holding open for abundance maybe it will come to you some other way maybe you will win the lotto maybe you'll get left money whatever it is it doesn't have to be tied together and when you take that away from what you're trying to create it takes a lot of pressure off because then you can create for passion you can create for love and not just because of a scarcity mindset surrounding wealth and the need for it all right, I'm going to go. I think we're heading back in. So I'm going to get out of the pool, um, get dried off, and I will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Living Through Heart podcast. To find out more about me and Living Through Heart, check out DonnaJoyUsher.com and LivingThroughHeart.com. There you'll find links to everything you need, including some free tools to help you and ways you can work with me on your own soul healing journey. 